Hey guys, welcome to You Chat Too Much podcast. This is a podcast where two international teachers, Joe and Madge, discuss various topics with the help of interesting and amazing guests each week. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to You Chat Too Much. This is episode seven and today's topic is all about traveling. First of all, Madge, how are you? How's your week been? Yeah, all good, mate. I feel a little bit embarrassed today because um, last week I was kind of boasting a little bit about how things are getting a little bit easier uh, with the kids. And then this week, Isla turned two. And honestly, like, I can't believe people say terrible twos. Literally the next day, she like two years and one day, for about four or five days straight, she has had the massive twenty-minute meltdowns in the morning. She's been alright for the past couple of days, but I can't believe it was coincidence. Like everyone says, terrible twos. Like literally the next day, and she, yeah, she's she's losing it. Um, we had a little birthday. How was the birthday party? Yeah, yeah, How was we it? had a we had a birthday party in the park, which kind of fit with the COVID situation, keeping it open. That was good. Um, and yeah, just generally, schools schools going well. I, I feel like. Um, this week or this past week, the kids have kind of gone back into their normal groove now. It just feels like they're less conscious about COVID, um, especially in PE lessons. Like they, they, more kids are not wearing the mask when they're doing PE, and also they just kind of, kind of forgetting what the situation is. Because when they first came back, they were a bit tentative, a bit more cautious, but they they're starting to get back into normality, which is good. How about you? Yeah, it's been good. I mean, uh, they're definitely safe in PE without their mask on. I will say that just to just to step in. Uh, but yeah, no, it is nice. I think we've got to realise that we've got to move on. And and running with a mask on is an absolute nightmare. So we've been doing loads and loads of active stuff in PE, haven't we? Getting them moving again. So yeah, this weekend we had um, celebrated Thanksgiving or early Thanksgiving. We did a, a Friendsgiving weekend round at our house. So uh yeah, we bar- well, I barbecued. However, I did have a bit of a nightmare. I will tell you this, Danny, as well, and before we introduce Danny to the pod, the barbecue nearly set a light match. Like, if we- if you're talking, like, proper, like, those old-school adverts about fires in the kitchen, it basically, like, the whole barbecue just, like, went up in flames. There was, there was flames spitting out the back. And it was because somebody brought around these fancy, like... I think it was Becky. She brought around these fancy Wagyu burgers. So I just plopped them on, yeah. turned my back, and then all the drip and the fat was burning at the bottom. And then poof, I was like straight in, a little bit of a panic, but then straight in, turned the gas off, and then just tried oh, to like, move mass, the burgers. Ga- mass, massive ga- gas canister next to it as well, right? Yeah, I know. So I was like, turn that off to make sure it wasn't still pumping in loads of gas. And then, yeah, I was, I was loosely calm, but there was. A lot of lads standing around all kind of just staring going i hope it's not gonna blow <laughs> but yeah apart, apart from that it was nice to socialize and similar to your birthday party we were just outside and yeah it was perfect it was really good all right so let's uh, introduce our next guest um danny daniel 
yeah, I was about to say his full name, but we don't say full names here. Um, yeah, so a little bit about Danny and me. I've known Danny since uh, we were 16 again, uh, very similar to Lane, but and I knew him through college, but we we were very close because we also lived together a couple of years at uni. Um, and we also like did a, a year traveling together, which was intense, like day, every day, every day sort of thing. And then we also moved to Malaysia together and started our international teaching career for three years before we went our separate ways. So um, I'd like to introduce Danny. And Danny, you want to start with what you do, where you're at, anything like that? Yeah, guys, first of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, real pleasure. Um, yeah, me and Madge have known each other a, a long time now, going all the way back to being 16 years old. Um, but yeah, we finally got divorced a couple of years ago. We've been separated now for about, what, five years, is it, Madge? Yeah, somewhere like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah like five that. years. Yeah. So, um, I'm also a teacher. I teach out in Dubai. So I'm in the UAE. Been here for seven years now since leaving Malaysia. Um, homeroom teacher teach grade five students. Um, absolutely love it. I think it's a fantastic age to teach. You know, they're kind of uh, old enough to have a little bit of a laugh with and they still respect you, um, but they're still young enough to listen to that authority figure as well. Like, it's just perfect age, I think. Um, yeah, uh, I'm out here with my family. So um, my wife and uh, my two boys, Max and Milo. And um, as Madge mentioned, we, you know, did a big travel together many years ago now what was it geez back in 2010 and that's what i'm on the show to talk about today with you guys what, 11 12 years ago bloody hell. crazy that's crazy isn't it, it goes quick um oh. dan is any i want to start by something random here has anyone told you that you look like michael phelps i've had that before yeah i think when i was younger i used to get stephen gerrard a lot but then as i, yeah, as I yeah, yeah. got a little bit older yeah yeah, you can Michael say it, man. Phelps. It's because of the big old. It's because of the big old hooter I've got, isn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> ever about say that. Yet. Wouldn't ever say that. Wouldn't ever. <laughs> all right. So I'll I'll start off as um, with our first question then, and obviously the topic's all about travel today, and I think all of us have had lots of experience and still having a lot of experience with traveling, um, all teaching abroad. So, um, Madge, do you want to go first? What's what's your um, what's your travel experience? What's what, like take us back to your very first traveling experience so yeah my mine's gonna pretty much gonna go straight into it i didn't really have much of a travel experience when i was younger i mean i went to pakistan when like at the age of one which i don't remember i went when i was 12 i went when i was 18 and that's the only times i've been but those trips have been quite boring actually because like you go to your like my mum and dad are from there, so like even though they don't have much of a family out there, but you you go to those villages or towns and you just end up staying there for two months. Like that's all they do. They they reminisce and kind of go chill out with their friends and the cousins and wherever. And for me, where I don't really know the language, the culture is very different. It was just a bit yeah, a bit boring. But and then apart after that, like went on a couple of lads' holidays. Uh, one with Dan. Um, and, and then pretty much then basically after um, after uni did like a year's worth of working which is what we're kind of talking about now and did this massive year where I just took a, a year out and me and Dan travelled together uh, and did our travelling That's and then obviously after that the, um, uh, it, it's changed I think 
uh, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's your first one, um, Danny. What about you? What was your first travel experience? Uh, yeah, so I mean, before getting into the the big one, the gap year, um, I guess it was you know a mixture, a combination of both my mom and dad and my my uncle Daz, who really got me into traveling. Um, you know, mom and dad. We used to, to go on holidays, you know, maybe every two, three years abroad. Uh, I even know growing up, like a lot of my friends sometimes didn't have that, you know, pleasure to, to sometimes go abroad. It would be like somewhere in England or something. But I was very fortunate in that sense that, um, you know, my parents took me to Disney World, for example, in Florida. We went there. I remember going there twice when I was a child. Um, and my uncle, he um, took me to a many other places. I mean, we did a little trip around California. We've been to New York. Um, he also took me to Australia. You know, like, oh, wow. um, yeah. But like, yeah, he, he really kind of instilled that travel bug into me. And, you know, looking at the position I'm in now, like kind of never looked back really. Just wanted to see more and more of the world. Yeah, that's quality. I think uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes you do, I remember having friends at school that that didn't really travel that much, but they um, they had like kind of saved up everything they had to do these like massive trips to like Florida and that and and Disney World. I was kind of like uh, I was definitely fortunate with my travel, but we did it in a different way. Where like every year we um, we went to like the south of France, which is very stereotypical and middle class. So Madge will probably throw a bit of abuse my way for this, but we used to go. Um, uh, take the caravan and um and like go to like a campsite on the beach and we just did like two three weeks there um so it definitely wasn't like a kind of fancy I never really stayed in a hotel until I was a lot older and we always kind of like took the caravan or whatever um but yeah my experience was probably France traveling there we did so we basically went to the same place for about seven or eight years and uh, we met friends there and had family friends and that type of thing. And then I suppose my next bit of traveling was then maybe 14, 15, 16, when I was started to be old enough to do like sports trips and things like that. And I think that was a big thing, like, you know, sports trips, but you never really experienced much outside of going to a sports venue and maybe one meal out or whatever. Um, but yeah, that was that was like my early traveling experiences yeah i think like like you were saying about families saving up and going on those big holidays that's exactly what it was like for for me and my family like with my mom and dad um so like when i would go away with them you know try kind of watching them and how they would interact with the people that we would see you know you're always constantly learning right from the people you're around so it it just it just prepared you or prepared me a lot for my own independent travels. Um, and when I got a little bit older, it was actually around, and Madge was originally supposed to be coming on this trip. We, when we were at college, we decided to go to Camp America. And um, you remember this Madge? And yeah, yeah, it was like, there was a group of us um, who all decided that, yeah, we were gonna go to this Camp America. I think there was like a group of five of us, Leanne being one of them. I'm gonna give her a shout out since she never followed it through. (laughs) And um, we, I planned to do Camp America and everyone kind of dropped out of the idea to like as as the months went by. 
but it was actually only me and Madge who, you know, kept up with the application and decided that, yeah, we're going to go for it. Just, you know, throw ourselves in there. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Madge wasn't able to get his visa in time for the, for the trip. It came through after the summer, didn't it? Like three months late. It was ridiculous. Um, but I still went ahead. I went by myself and did the whole Camp America experience, did that for three consecutive summers, like between the oh, years. Wow. Of um, and then after like each summer of doing work, you would often, you know, you'd meet lots of people and you'd usually organize like a little trip in different parts of the States. Um, so again, that was kind of my first true experience of being, you know, independent, like having to look out for myself rather than having an adult around me to, you know, watch my back and such. So, yeah, I just kind of remind, I completely forgot all about that. And it's kind of a big reason why we did this, like, uh, this year traveling because we'll talk about that now like um how, how can we did that travel experience i've already spoke to joe by and we can kind of ask if he's done anything similar but um yeah it was it was basically camp america where i tried to i got all the application through the visa and the reason why they they refused my visa initially in the uk was because my name was on the top 10 wanted list <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and i was I like Oh yeah, I, I was I was completely shocked, man. I was like, "What?" And then they they said, "Oh, they're gonna have to send my documents to Washington and get it all checked and verified." I was like, "You got my thumbprint, you got my passport. What else do you need?" Like, and then basically what they did was they took ages on the application. I think that when I got the visa was when when the whole Camp America experience finished, um, and that really annoyed me because that was the first time I came across it. Uh, and that was when I decided there and then that I'm going to have to do, because going to America was like a dream. Obviously, you would see it on TV all the time. And you, and obviously, Dan's been there quite a bit and he's telling me about all these experiences and stuff and dying to go. So then that's when I was like, right, if I can't go there and they're stopping me, I need to I need to find a different way. So that was kind of when the seed got planted. But then also one of the big things, I don't know if Dan remembers, but it was definitely when we were at uni, I was watching those uh, long way down long way around um uh, tr- uh was it ewan mcgregor yeah mcgregor charlie charlie bowman i think it was yeah yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah. they've done three actually they do one quite recently but the two that came out on bbc at the time and it, it, i think they did from top to bottom through africa and they did from london i don't know where they ended up but they did it on like bmw motorbikes and that was that was the trip that was that that was it and i was like man you look at these places they go on motorbikes and that was when i wanted to travel and i kind of decided that was kind of in my third year at uni and that's when we decided and initially i was going uh to do this year like it was just basically preparation so initially i was doing it with another friend and he dropped out and then i asked dan if he if he want if he fancied it and we kind of just used to go around i used to go around to his house on a sunday like leading up to the trip like book the flight six months out and then we started planning we bought these two massive maps of the world or maybe it was asia and he had one in his house and i had one in my house and he was, his mum was really excited she used to put these drawing pins in and when we like the first part we planned was india and um so we like pinned it and then after that his mum like followed us while we were traveling and then pinned it because we didn't plan the other countries until we kind of come towards the end of one and then we like we took turns planning it up until Southeast Asia and Southeast Asia just kind of go with the flow, um, but even India as well like the visa my visa didn't come on time. 
yeah, this white guy over here got his on time and I had to then wait another one or two weeks or something while he was out there. Uh, and you don't remember like I was at the airport for like three, four hours, no phone, waiting for him. They've just been somewhere to the beach or something. Um, yeah, and that's how, that's how we started our trip. So just, just, Madge, just to clear up then, are you still on the top 10 most wanted <laughs> list or have you served you know, your time? You know, the answer what, to, like... you know the answer to that, don't you? That's why you're asking. I am still on the list after over 15 years and the only reason I found out is because I still get stopped at airports. Um, so uh, Egypt, Egypt was one every single time I used to, when did yeah. I used to go into Egypt, whether I used to leave Egypt, they used, used to make a phone call. They're like, where are you from? UK, you can see my passport. What are you talking about? Where am I from? Where are you really from? That question came up, you know? <laughs> and then I had to basically say Pakistan. And then you could hear, like, when I understood a little bit Arabic, they were like, real or, origin from Pakistan. And then they'd call someone and they'd, they'd verify it. And then finally, I got to speak to someone who spoke a bit of English, and I said, "Why do you keep stopping me?" He goes, "Your name is still on the top ten wanted list." And I said, "Listen, my name's been on there for fifteen years, right? You're not gonna find that guy. He's probably dead in a cave somewhere. Just take me off, or you're ruining my life." But yeah, it still happens, to be honest. Do, um, do they know what he looks like? I don't even know what he looks like. To be honest, when we when we but like, that, imagine if he was like seventy years old, match. I never well, thought to even is. ask you this. Probably but, is. <laughs> and and his name's not the same as mine because he has a middle name and the only reason I know that is when we did this travel year we got stopped in Singapore and I got taken to an office and when I when I when they scanned my passport a name came up like Majid Hussein but there was like a middle name and I don't have a middle name I can't remember what it was and I was like that's not my name and then that's when they took me to the office and that's when I because I got stopped in Hong Kong and Singapore on our travels all the other ones were all right with it, but yeah. That, that's where we're at with it all right so let's let's take us back to then our some of our actual traveling experiences because i think as as all of us i think we've we've all had similar experiences but um starting from like your first one to now how how have things changed regarding like and we talk later about positives and negatives of backpacking but how have things changed from backpacking to then now, Dan? You're you're obviously holidaying with a wife and two boys, and that that will be completely different. There's no way that they're having big backpacks on their back. So how how have things changed regarding traveling, and what's that look like for you? Yeah, traveling is completely different these days. Or I mean, I guess we can only really call it holidaying. We did a big. Um, like holiday throughout the summer, we went to Greece and did a little bit of island hopping. Um, my mom and dad came and met us out there as well so that they could see the grandkids. Um, but yeah, when you're traveling around with two children, particularly two small children, it's so difficult. Like obviously not only have you got to consider like yourself and, you know, your own bags and, you know, the safety of you, you know, your own money and everything, but looking out for two other people as well. You know, if you're looking out for the whole family, it's more. Um, but just constantly having, you know, your wits about you and um, making sure that, you know, they're okay and, you know, that they've that they've eaten and that they're, you know, they've been changed or they've got access to a, a bathroom. Um, that the places that we're staying, like the areas are safe. Whereas traveling all those years ago, I, by myself or even just my wife, um, you know, it, w it wouldn't really matter too much where we stayed, you know, like we, we weren't really afraid of staying in some dingy places, playing, you know, obviously cheaper prices to stay in hostels and whatnot. Um, 
but of course now like you know we can't do that anymore so not only has that made my like my awareness shoot up of like every everything we did that we do like i'm constantly on guard you know i'm i'm checking out that guy over there who may be looking a little bit dodgy you know like making sure that the kids aren't too close to the to the water on the edge of the pier like just everything that you're doing your awareness has like kind of been boosted you're multiplied by 10. so that's been like the biggest change for me that i can i can pinpoint match you the same um, I don't have as much spider senses as that. My kids are not as old <laughs> as as Dan's, but um, I'd say the difference from like now with kids is definitely because of kids that my travel has changed. Uh, when I didn't have kids and it was just me and Pearl, I pretty much tried to keep it as same as as it was before. Just that we we probably stayed in nicer places, but we still kind of travelled the same way we did before when we were backpacking. I think um to be honest my kids are like just my eldest just turned two so we've just kind of done um just like holiday holidays really where it's just kind of stayed in one place and i've actually paid a lot more to stay in like a five-star four-star resort um and it's been boring man i'm telling you it's boring because <laughs> honestly it's just it's right for it's so frustrating you know one of the things i find difficult as a parent is just like i can't let go of my past life and it's just frustrating mm. that the the kids hold you. It's a sacrifice you make. It's 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 great, obviously, but there's still a little part here where it's like getting up in the morning, early morning, because it's kids, and then you're going for breakfast, and then you're quite conscious of like you don't want your kids to shout the room. You know, like everyone's trying to have their own breakfast, and hopefully mm. your kids are quiet enough. And then yeah, it's just every two hours, like for example, then you go back to the room, then you go to the beach, or you go for a swim, and then you take them back for a nap, and then you have a nap because you're knackered. And you take them out for the afternoon and you put them to bed and just like it's just the same thing over and over again it's so boring man sat in your hotel room watching peppa pig at and, and and when you when you when you put them to sleep you've got to like tiptoe around the room because one little creak man just gets them waking up like even like it's like mission mission impossible trying to get to the toilet you know <laughs> trying to come back do you think you'll do you think you'll go back to that concept of like traveling though when you when the kids are a little bit older and i say this because uh i i say i say is his the surname the the shooters they were a family that i met in egypt and uh the the two girls just went everywhere with them and they traveled everywhere and they were maybe a little bit older but i mean i, I still don't think i think they're in like maybe they may be finishing their gccs now but this was you know six six years well seven or eight years ago now actually since i was in egypt and they they traveled everywhere and they just were were so accustomed to traveling the kids were and then the parents were whether that meant that they were more relaxed or whether they just were were just really on it and the kids kind of knew what to do but like do you think you'll go back to that when they're a little bit older that idea of traveling and and not being held to like resorts so i actually met my my wife while we were traveling so as when we passed through china um i met abby uh you know also she's also from the uk we met there initially um you know we separated for a while but once we got back to the uk we reconnected and ever since we've been together um so she's all you know also got that travel bug inside her and it's both of our dreams you know one day to get back you know kind of pick up where we left off and see 
the places that we never got to when we were younger and just yeah inspire the boys to want to travel and to see the world and to show them that there's that there's more out there than just the place where you're currently living mm-hmm. or the uk um and like what well, yeah what we what our our goal is is that when the boys get to around like max is my older one so when he's probably around grade five so around 11 and milo's only a year younger than him that we'd love to if we've got the money and the savings to do so we'd like to pull them out of school and we'd like to travel south america and see oh, how long nice. we can travel around south america for um i obviously teach that age group so like we'd be homeschooling and you know I'd, I'd help them with their studies as we're traveling um but yeah that's that's the plan and i i really hope that one day like it will come true and like we can we can actually do it together as a family and just instill that sense of uh, travel within the boys it'd be i mean i i still think back to like like the day that i went traveling and you know as you grow up and you have your own kids you, th- you you know you always compare yourself to your own parents and i always think back to like my mom and dad how hard it must have been for them even you know we were i think we were what 22 Madge, when we left even being 22 and them saying goodbye to us like, i i i understand now like my mom being you know in tears at the airport saying her farewells yeah. and like, i can't imagine like my own boys growing up one day and you know fleeing the nest and doing their own thing but they've got to right you know that's what we want for the the best for them yeah my mum still cries every time i leave but my mum also cries at like adverts so i don't hold that you know <laughs> my mum's like that as but, well <laughs> it's like mum i'm i'll see you in two weeks she's like oh it's just been so she nice watches to it. see you. she watches a 30 minutes <laughs> open she's crying like 20 minutes of it yeah 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 i i i mean i i love that idea dan like taking taking a year out i mean after after the kind of year that we've had as well that that was a conversation that myself and my partner had even at one point of like um kind of just taking a year out of teaching um and whether that was like you know this year or whatever else but um taking a year out and just like buying a house and doing it up for a year and at the same time like traveling and doing a few other bits um and I think I just think the benefits you get from traveling around and and so on. I mean, I learned that from my parents, like you know, going out and eating food and meeting new people and just like, yeah, just the the fun that you can have is is awesome. What do you think about that, Majo? Would you uh, would you take Isla and and Zara out of school to do a bit of traveling? I'm actually gonna try doing it when Dan does it so he can homeschool my kids at the same time. <laughs> um, no, we, we we have kind of talked about maybe doing it at the same time. It'd be good to like kind of connect. I am, I don't, I just don't know at the time what the money situation is and how close I am moving back to the UK because I'll be around the time I move back to the UK. So, um, yeah, so we'll just, we'll just see. Um, but I am definitely like, I just can't wait for them to get just a little bit older that we can like start doing some hiking together and like then going out on the public transport. And I think I, I would definitely move away from like the four or five star resort. That's just temporary. It's just easier, convenient, but uh, I won't, I don't think I'll do like dinghy places, but like hostels or anything like that. But like you've got Airbnbs now, you've got mid range hotels. It just depends how much time you spend there. But um, one thing I love doing is planning a trip and I would get them to, plan with me like initially i might do most of the planning but then get them to plan maybe a day and get them involved in like learning the history of it and then you know like like a little bit of a research project and then 
looking out for things and stuff like kind of like prepping them so they can kind of lead a trip by themselves and hopefully when they're in the teenage years they can do that for one of our trips uh that, so that's the idea behind it but i have i have i remember seeing um uh, a teaching couple in egypt and they took their kids and it was egypt like amazing right for the sites and uh, i remember seeing him at uh, one of the in in luxor and he was saying that his kids are so bored. And I was like, how can you be so bored? They come into these temples, man. These temples are massive, like so old and they're in great condition. But he was saying that what he did was like, he kind of balanced it out. Like where he did his stuff as pe- as pe- as adults, what they want to go and see the sites, but then they'd have to put some parts of the day where the kids could have a little bit of fun. So like jumping in the river or going for a swim or mm-hmm. doing some sort of activities. I think that's, I think you just got to kind of juggle that with kids. I think at some point, um, but you never know. See how see how it goes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that though, Madge. Either what? just you know, that mix. Well, like I sometimes find like when I was traveling. I mean, when we traveled around um, like Indonesia, a lot of Bali, you kind of go to all these tours and all these different temples. They are amazing, but you know, once you've seen two and then three, temple down, and then you're traveling to a fourth one, you're kind of a bit like, well, yeah. these are all incredible. But I, yeah, I'd be happy with jumping in. <laughs> and finding a, a little bit more kid-friendly. All right, so I think one thing, though, that we can all have a fairly decent consensus on is the, is the benefit of traveling. And I think when you are younger, or even when you've just got less, uh, maybe less responsibilities or less baggage, and that's not necessarily actual luggage, but maybe kids and things like that, is the benefit of, uh, of backpacking. So, as we're all teachers, I'm going to take it to a teacher sense here. Um, I want, Danny, I want two benefits of backpacking in your eyes. Uh, Well, I probably need to say that one of them's got to be for meeting people. Um, Yeah. You know, so obviously, as I was saying earlier, I met Abby whilst I was traveling. Um, But the, the amount of different people you meet on your travels is like just so interesting and and fun like you you meet people from all different parts of the world of course you'll meet the locals and you'll you know pass by through different areas and you'll interact with the local people but other fellow travelers who you know have got a similar mindset to yourself and you know like what we found as we traveled i don't know if we were just great company or people found a sense of like safety around us but we had so many different people who kind of like attached onto us and our plan and what we were doing um you know we we had a plan from the beginning of what we were going to do and yeah we we kind of just picked up all these stragglers along the way um some some of these guys uh who we've kept in touch with like all these years you know um so that would definitely be my first one my meeting other people um, the second is, is just got to be, you know, seeing the world and uh, everything it has to offer. So the, the culture, um, the, you know, the, the sites, I won't take too many here. I know I'm kind of like <laughs> making everyone's points, but um, yeah, I'm just going to go with that one. Seeing the world and just seeing how vastly different it is from where you've come from. Match two oh, benefits. So hard or match, to... you can do the opposite. Choose two negatives. What you no, want to do? I want to do, I want to do positives, mate. I'm a positive, positive person. We've already established this in the previous podcast. Go. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, I'm trying to think something different to what Dan said. Um, definitely perspective. I think like perspective slash reflective because you spend so much time, if you do it backpacking anyway, you spend so much time traveling uh, within your own thoughts. And you, yeah, and what Dan said there is like, you meet like-minded people. It's so strange like how, when you're on the backpacking circuit that you don't really meet without, without swearing, but like, you don't really meet people who you don't like. You just kind of, everyone's kind of there for the same reason. Um, So like in terms of putting it into perspective, it kind of reflect back on that, you know, what you used to think was bad or what you used to think you struggle with or, you know, um, the struggles you had back in the UK or home or family. And then you kind of see how people with little money, um, with little exposure to life, you know, the healthcare, the, the just general well-being, how little they have or how happy they are. And it kind of puts things into perspective. And um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's a big thing that you learn. Um, and... Dan said the other ones. I would say like um, I'm quite interested in people. I'm, I am I am I am very interested in people. That's why I like doing this podcast because I am quite an observer of what what goes around and what happens in like different cultures. What you said, like religions and how people get along with each other, language, all mm-hmm. of those things. And I think you just you just learn things from different cultures and the way people do different things in different ways. Um. And obviously the benefit of meeting other travelers as well. Like, you know, we talk about racism in the previous episode. Like, you, it's funny, like, you just meet different people from different parts of the world. And English is generally the, the international language that goes on, but it's not a problem. You know, everyone just gets along with each other. How about mm-hmm. you? Mine are, mine are quicker, actually, even. Um, my first one would be the cost, cost effective. It's definitely cheaper, but then... You know, I, I know you can do it in an expensive way, but generally speaking, uh, you can do it very cheaply. Um, so I, I don't, I don't think anyone has a an excuse not to be able to travel. And 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 I think you can buy these tickets. I mean, even if you just do Europe, you can buy those rail tickets that get you across like the whole of Europe, and you can do it very cost effectively. And then I reckon the second one, and this is similar to one that you mentioned, Madge, as well, but kind of humbles you a little bit. And I think because you're living out of like a backpack and you haven't got all of your, all of your cables, all of your, you know, products, all of your, because you, you, you know, you're not allowed it to travel as much. So it kind of brings you back down to like that kind of like beach life or that traveler life where you're happy to not do your hair like, you know, wash every other day. Like, you know, it's like that kind of brings you back down to taking, removing you a little bit from the kind of the rat race really, which is like life sometimes. And I think some people never, never go back to it then. Some people decide to then completely change and maybe us in a sense have done that as well. But uh, yeah, I think that cost and kind of moving away and kind of humbles you a little bit. I think kind of building upon what you were saying there as well, um, I think another great thing that it, it did for me anyway, this is maybe me speaking personally, but it really allows you to, to kind of find out who you are as a person as well. You know, like you, you learn so much about yourself because you've been taken away from an environment that you've always been comfortable in. You've been taken away from friends and family who maybe you've, you've always kind of, you know, acted in a certain way. Um, you know, sometimes you might not have been, 
courageous enough to actually, you know, be who you want to be. But I guess when you're traveling, like you're, nobody knows you, you know, so you can be yeah. exactly what you want to be and, you know, say what you want to say, do what you want to do. There's no barriers, like there's no mm -hmm. restrictions to what you want to do on a day-to-day -day basis. So you really get to live life exactly how you want to live it without any constraints. And I think that was for me, like the biggest thing about traveling changed me so much. Yeah, I definitely agree. Cause, uh, yeah, I, I, like I was saying to you a lot about before when you, when you, when I was talking about how other people's perceptions or what their opinions or what, what kind of, I tried to maybe fit in more when I was a bit younger, but after that year, when I came back, I was like, I'm just going to do it my own way. Definitely, definitely changed me in that sense. We've got, uh, we've got to be balanced, but we're not going to do two negatives because I don't think we'd have six between us. Just one negative, and this might just be a bad experience. Matt, do you want to start us off? One negative of backpacking. Um, I've got an easy one I, for I you. Think, I think if I try to be as broad as I can, but I think that privilege... Um, sometimes it's white privilege sometimes it's just foreign privilege or whatever but when people go to a different country they kind of um you know they, they try to they try to go and try experience so the way they talk to people is based on their standards from their home country and then they bring it there so for a good example is if um someone doesn't understand what you're saying and generally the person just speaks louder and mm -hmm. and it gets really frustrated or if the way we complain about like room standards or you just got to be flexible when you travel, you know, and um, some people are like that. Some people have those little things that they just want to complain about and stuff like that. I'd probably say that's probably like the biggest negative. <clears throat> How about you, Dan? Um, for me, yeah, just thinking about that while you were talking, I'd probably have to say it was like, being away from from all of your family and friends, as, as I was just saying there, like it was great to be away from them, but it was also very, very difficult to, to be away from, you know, particularly my parents and all of my close friends back home. There would be days where I'd just miss them, you know, and like I'd, I'd just want to give mom a hug and give a, you know, go out and chill with the guys uh, back home. Um, so I, I feel it like it takes a lot of resilience to go traveling. It's definitely not for everybody. Uh, you know, we met uh, numerous people who, you know, set out with these um, aspirations of going traveling for a year and lasted a couple of weeks because they, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't handle it. Like, it really does take its toll on you. Um, and I think the first, the first month definitely is the most difficult. Kind of once you get past that stage, um, you know, you and you have started to adjust to this new way of living it does become easier, um, but it doesn't, it never goes away. You know, the, the whole time we were missing people from back home and missing our loved ones. Um, so yeah, I definitely have to say that's the biggest negative. I, I, mine was similar to Madge's. Mine was about ignorance really as well. And I, and I think that's maybe a little bit like yours. Like when people are, are kind of ignorant of like culture or like, uh, ignorant of like how tough it is or how to get to places and also I'd, I'd probably just say like ignorance of like um that some places are unsafe and they're not going to be like 
uh, walking down the street and somebody tried to take my phone. It's like, yes, because you're in a country where the value of your mobile phone is far t- surpasses, you know, the local wage. So don't be ignorant to think that like kind of you can walk through and just expect you'll be fine. Um, and I think that's like, that goes back to like the positive of it is it humbles you, doesn't it? Because then you're like, oh, I have to realize that I'm not going to walk around with like my watch on and this on because actually it's it's just showing off or it's showing off of that privilege and everything else. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the idea of backpacking. It wouldn't be something that I would be able to do. Like you said, Danny, I don't think I'd be able to do it past a couple months, I think. For me, like I, I like some home comforts, but mm-hmm. I mean, when I traveled, I kind of did hostels and then good hostels and then maybe did like a few days of like a hotel to kind mm-hmm. of have a bit of normal and then mm-hmm. kind of went back to then like hostels when we went in and traveled around a bit. But yeah, having that balance is, is also good, lasts longer a bit. I think there were moments, sorry. Go, 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 Danny, go on. I was going to change topic. I think there were moments where me and you were like daydreaming about, you know, the, the home comforts of Sheffield and <laughs> oh, I could just could just have some fish and chips or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we think it was chocolate probably but... chocolate obnos mate that was yeah. that was it for me so i kind of wanted to uh ask like so with but with backpacking very similar to daniel like when when um like when i did it it was like my my family did not think i was going to do a year no chance and like they were thinking one or two months he's going to be back but i ended up doing ended up doing a year and it is right what dan says like you kind of i think a little bit you you start off pretty excited and then there's a bit where it just kind of you just it just feels normal like you're waking up whenever you want and you, your day just goes by and then there's a long phase where you just feel like pros man you just go anywhere and you just you just feel like you know what you're doing and you feel like you're part of that country you don't feel like a tourist anymore um but one of the things that i kind of wanted to um share was that when we did that year that was the year where i felt uh, traveling changed during that year. So I'll explain that a little bit more is that, uh, so when me and Dan were traveling, we just use Lonely Planet books. Yeah. And we would like, we would save our money. Like we would walk an hour just to save like 10 P just on our accommodation. We just used to make our money last as long as we can. And, um, like we used to use Lonely Planet's books so much. So then they'd have maps on there, uh, they'd have information about, uh, hostels and places to stay and, we used to use that a lot, but one thing that, and, and internet cafes, you spend about an hour on internet cafe. Facebook was like around then. But then one thing happened that kind of, for me, changed it. And it's like, when I look back at it, it's like the moment that changed everything for traveling for me anyway, is that, um, we met someone, uh, Leifa in Indonesia and we were probably like nine, 10 months into our travel. And she was the first person who I saw with a smartphone. So the smartphones came out while we were traveling and she had like the Facebook app on her phone and the Skype app on her phone. And that, that's all I remember really. And we're like, what the hell is this? Like, what's, what's this? It's like complete game changer. And probably at that start, they hardly had any apps anyway. But I remember going back to the UK and buying a smartphone. Like the iPhone 3 came out and the HTC One and I got the HTC One. So my question is this, um, what two or three things um, have changed over the last 10 years that you really value um in in your travel now compared to before 
done. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I guess when you were saying about the the access to this technology and to these um, apps that you can get on your smartphone and everything, and always having that information at your fingertips, like people are able to get the data and the internet out there. Um, for me, that I don't know, like I don't really want to say because it, it sounds pretty harsh, but I feel it takes away a lot from the, you know the adventure of what we did. Um, you know, the biggest kind of excitement was that every day you you really didn't know like what was going to happen, and you know you were constantly like exploring every single place that you went. You were you know you were needing to ask people for directions. You were like Madge says using the Lonely Planet book religiously, um, you know, because that would have little phrases that would help you translate to get by. So therefore you were, you know, relying on other people, you were meeting and communicating with others. Um, and I think if, you know, people become dependent as they kind of have on technology, it really takes a lot of that adventure out of it. So that would be my first one is um, I, I'm, I'm so happy we did it the way we did because it was it was just old school, you know. And I'm sure there was, there was obviously the the generations before us who probably didn't even have the Lonely Planets, and you know they they would probably look at us in the same way. Um, but you know that's time time changes things, and that that for me was you know like the the real way to do the traveling. You know it was it was tough. Every day was a grind. Like it wasn't an easy thing to do. That'll be my first. Maybe we've got someone else. I'll come back with my second in a bit. Go on, Joe. I, re I reckon um, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I actually think having the phone or having technology uh, potentially makes it easier in the sense of like, I appreciate like uh, the the everyday is like a new, new experience, new that. But I also think that you have then so much more options to then go, okay, actually I want to fit in three or four things in my day rather than it took me an hour to find out and figure out where this temple was. And then by the time I got there, it was raining and it was, and I couldn't get in there. Like, you know, so then you realize like you miss it. And I suppose that is like growth and development as well. And that's, that's a big part of traveling, like kind of planning things out and stuff. But I, I love like kind of when you're in a place and one thing I do try and do is I won't turn my data on. So I only use like Wi-Fi when I'm in restaurants or when I'm in places I can. And then you kind of like plan your day out. And I love that idea of like when you when you get to breakfast and then you're like, all oh, right, where should we go? What should we do? And you like load up a map and then you, you know, you get on your motorbike or something and then you kind of pick out a few things that you're going to do that day. And I suppose it's like more of a more of a fancy way of traveling now. But I love that aspect of like you can Google and find things that maybe you wouldn't have been able to find before. Like, um, you know, Madge has written on some notes about doing blogs. I love like when people, and some people, people are way better than this, is when they write all those like detailed notes and like you need to turn left, right, and then down an alleyway and you'll find a cafe that serves. Like I love, I love stuff like that. Uh, a friend of mine in Egypt, she always used to do these like massive notes of restaurants and then would send them to you. And that, I just, I love that side of it. So a little bit, little bit controversial. It's the opposite side of you, Dan. I don't want to, you know, ruin any friendships here, but you know, the opposite no, no, side. No. <laughs> I, I completely, completely get your points as well. 
um yeah i just feel like yeah with that with the technology and you're it's great you can do it all by yourself but then it, it might restrict you from meeting people as well but you know both fair points there i'd say my my second uh one how it's really changed as well it, it obviously still involves technology because you know that's the era we're in one thing i i have fond memories of traveling was the amount of reading that i did um you know every 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 quiet and calm bus ride that we were on we try and get some reading done probably not in india because those bus, bus drivers were nuts and you were just constantly hanging on for dear life um but you know you get plenty of reading done and that's all you would really do either read or listen to your mp3 player on your ipod you know um whereas now i'm sure people will be downloading netflix series to watch on their phones and their um, their ipads so they can watch those on the journeys as well so that that's another thing that I feel will have changed. There's obviously going to be people who will, you know, obviously take the time to do some reading. I wouldn't be one of those people. I know for a fact I'd be the person who, if I had the opportunity to download the next Netflix series to watch on the bus, that's what I'd be doing. So yeah. it encouraged me a lot more to get some reading time. Um, I I think um, I'd be a little bit. So like one of the things I do now is uh, whenever I go to a place, I do get the data. Right. And what one one thing I other thing that I do now as well is I usually rent a car. So two things is one one is I need the data for the maps really. I'm not I'm not like I'm not crazy on social media anyway. I'm not it's not something that I, I check uh when I'm traveling or even during the day generally. Um and like things like WhatsApp, yeah, if I've got like a if I'm at dinner or you know, just few minutes there here and there i'll do it but the rest of the time it's just it's just the ease of traveling so for example i, I would like i would rather get things done more things done in that short amount of time rather than you know spend time with days traveling on buses and stuff so for me the cars are really easy to rent uh sorry really cheap to rent and then the maps make it useful to get the, to those places quicker um but also i think by driving you have more flexibility in your journeys because when you're on those buses you have to go to those destinations it's even better when you're on a motorbike even better so much better when you're on a motorbike but then you can plan your trip but the downside to that the massive downside to that is that you don't meet people so it's just usually you and your partner or your family yeah. um and to be honest I'm, I'm i think i'm kind of over that bit now anyway uh as i get older i just don't like people no, I'm just joking, but <laughs> I, I think I think um, definitely that is a big downside. I, I do definitely feel that, um, but like I, I feel like I use it in the right way. I don't feel like uh, when I when I'm traveling and stuff, it's not like I'm I'm browsing websites like I would do when when I'm back home. It's just not I'm looking at like history and I'm looking at things on online. Like uh, before I go and see a site, I'll do some reading behind it, read the history, what to look out for. Um, like stuff like that and then when it's coming for food i would say the food bits may be a bad habit um where you kind of look at a trip advisor you're looking for the best reviews or in terms of your budget where before you'd kind of just like look for a place that looked a bit busy and looked a bit local and you're a bit more braver there but i think that's probably like one of the downsides to it but i think yeah that's just one of the things that you get you get from that I mean, that as well, you had some dodgy food sometimes when you just risked it, didn't you? <laughs> How many days out I did think, you have? I from... think food's, food's a big one, you know, like, especially for me, where, when you go to like certain countries, like in Europe, it's like, not, most of it's non-halal. So I've got to eat like vegetarian food and, and yeah. like fish. And like, you know, when we went to Portugal and Spain, I think I had fish and chips, like cod, they had a lot of cod, fried cod. 
and like some like wedges. I had, I had every single day, bro. Like gave up after like that two days, but it's things like that when when you don't get your food and you're hungry and it's just it is quite a big thing, you know. So, uh, as we come to an end, uh, we've got some quick fire questions for you. Dan, are you ready for these? Yeah, all good, man. All right. So, uh, we want an answer here. So, what is one book, podcast, movie, or series that you'd recommend to somebody and why? See, I, I've been listening to your guys' podcast for you know, a couple of weeks now, and I knew this question was coming. And I've been trying to give it some hard thought, but to be honest, I'm really not the kind of guy who listens to podcasts or, you know, I haven't done much reading in a long time. There's no series that really stand out to me. So, you know, what really has stood out to me, you know, without brown nosing you guys, like I think your uh, podcast really has been kind of stand out for me. Um, I, I kind of bring up the conversations that you guys have been talking about, uh, you know, on your podcast, I bring them up uh, at work and, you know, if we're, if we're out, like, and conversation kind of runs short, there's always something there, you know, something else to talk about. And uh, even when you guys have been, we have, have been doing your chat, like, I'm I'm even, like, I'm having the conversation with you if I'm in the car or something, and I'm, I'm always giving my answers, and I, I think other listeners would be the same. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say, like, you you guys have been doing a great job, um, and keep it up. This is going to be my, my podcast I'd recommend to people. Nice. Nice. Don't make sure you transfer him a tenner over here. That's right. What's the the most important character trait you feel that everyone should develop? Um, Right. Since we, uh, you know, we've really been talking about the traveling as well. Um, Again, give this this one a a bit of thought. And I think it's all about awareness. So, and I I mean this kind of like within the umbrella term of it as well. You know, you've got to think about self-awareness. What's Mudge doing? (laughs) self-awareness walking off yeah um yeah he's not he's not aware about what's going on here much (laughs) yeah self-awareness um kind of how you are interacting with other people you know or you know what's what you're saying to people making sure that you know you're not accidentally upsetting someone particularly if you're traveling as well um as you were saying earlier about like walking down the streets with you know with your phone out in 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 a neighborhood which um, you know, isn't, isn't that well off, then you're obviously asking for trouble, you know? So mm-hmm. that awareness of your environment, your surroundings, yourself, um, I think it's something that, you know, we all need to work on. Um, and it's, you know, yeah, very good trait to think about. Yeah, I like that. And then final question then is, what's your best tip for, uh, to develop productivity? Um, for that one, I'd, I'd say like, that'd have to come more from, I'm thinking not so much from yourself, but from others. So I always feel I work best and I'm most productive when I'm challenged. So that positive challenge from either, you know, your line manager or your boss, or uh, even, you know, your friends, like uh, at the moment, we've been doing like a little uh, push-up challenge. I'm actually doing it with Madge's brother. He's involved back home. Little push-up challenge throughout November. So, you know, challenging people to, to, do something and you know you're trying to obviously prove to yourself you can accomplish it proving to others that you're able to do it uh in a work sense like i i feel that's something that is needed because we all get complacent you know if we're not if we're not really challenged to do something we'll we'll do the minimal really um and it's not until people come out with these new ideas and such and 
you know, put them to you in a way where they, they inspire you and say like, like, it's something I know that you could be really good at, or, um, you know, you're the person for the job makes you feel good and something that you want to yeah prove them right. Like, yeah. Okay. I am that person. I I'm going to push myself to do it. So yeah. Productively. Yeah, like that. yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. Cheers, Dan. Good answers. Em. You're right. welcome. This is, uh, where we're going to say goodbye to you, Dan. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, uh, proper nostalgia going back, running back the years, uh, of that travel, man. And hopefully I'll see you soon, man. Yeah. Thanks for having us on guys. Um, yeah, I mean, we're squeezing a whole year of travel and stuff into a short little time. There's so much to talk about, but, um, yeah, I appreciate you having me on and all the best. Speak soon much. What did you think about that match? How was it reminiscing about your traveling days? Um, it was good. Uh, there's definitely, there's definitely something different and magical about backpacking versus traveling. Right, mm-hmm. as it is and I think um, like you said where we talked about the start I definitely want to go down that route again maybe not necessarily I mean I've done it before where I've taken backpacks and then t- rented a car and it was a bit pointless um, but I mean sometimes it's just easier access having a backpack like uh, for example when we were like uh, went to Grand Canyon and we went to Yosemite Park and stuff and you just need to carry the bags a lot further away from the car so there's definitely something magical about about uh, backpacking, but I think having that experience, it kind of like as, as you get older, I think you just kind of pick and choose the best parts of it, and you take away the 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 negative parts of it. So one of the things I try taking away now is like like not staying at these dingy places, but I also don't want to stay at these fancy places. I kind of mm-hmm. want to get that mid range, and one of the things I I always look at is how much time I'm actually going to spend there. So if I spend mm-hmm. just a night there, if I'm out there the whole day and I planned it, I love planning a trip, by the way. So I'll plan it like morning, afternoon, evening. And if I'm just going to come back at eight, nine o'clock and we're just going to sleep there, then I won't spend that much money on it as long as it's clean and it does the job. Yeah. Uh, where where if I want to spend, if I'm going to be there like a relaxing day, I might put a relaxing day in there. We're on the beach, for example, then I'll, I'll, I'll pay a little bit more. Um and I also think the traveling part, man, we've, me and Dan went on some horrible long journeys. Like, I think we yeah. worked it out. It was like average, average time spent on a bus or a train was about 14 hours, 14, 15 hours with some long ones on 24 hours. And man, that, that, that time it was iPods. So the man, not much on yeah. that iPod. Ten, 10 songs. <laughs> yeah. You just kept playing it, playing it over and over again. And then the books, if you could read on a, on a bus, depending on how bad the driving was. Like that bit I want to take away, but like like I said, you don't get to meet those people in the hostels and mm-hmm. that, that you meet on the travel, which you kind of miss. But to be honest, the priorities have changed now, right? You've got your kids and you got to you got to prioritize them. They take enough energy out of you, and it's about trying to build that excitement for them, light light the fire there, isn't it really? And spend some quality time with your family. I think I think also like where you stay, you meet people. So like, you know. Um air travel and and trains and stuff they're so much cheaper now and the even like air, you know flying between um top cities or smaller areas within different countries it's so cheap to do so you know yeah you might miss that like 14 hour overnight bus but like are you are you really going to enjoy it that much are you going to meet somebody on that bus that you that you are, uh, you know, absolutely adore way more than 
a painful 14 hour journey, you know? And that's, uh, that was like, you know, kind of like the point I made to Dan at the end about like the kind of technologies, like the, will the benefit of having it outweigh the negative of, or the benefit of like not having it or not using it. Um, and I mean, that, that's a personal, I mean, one thing I will say is, <coughs> one thing I will say is, God, we could do easily one or two more episodes on this, you know, and if Danny wants to come back and chat to us more, because I feel like looking at it, you know, we didn't really get onto like how to travel and how things have changed. I mean, you and Danny talked about sitting in your mum's or his mum's like room with a, a map and with pins now you just Google and you just drop in places of where you're going. It's so easy. And I mean, I went back, when I went back home this summer, I went uh, through Cambridge, there's, there's this big travel agents and it was, it was kind of set up. It was like a travel agents company, but it, you went in and they planned it and it was kind of predominantly more for younger people because they, they did everything. So they booked all your experiences as well. But nowadays like you just do it yourself don't you or you just book it when you're there so the way people travel now and the way people even backpack now is is so different Um, yeah it's 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 also like just having that experience giving me the confidence to go anywhere and and know that i'll be all right like i've been in worse situations and even when i travel it like i said to you i love traveling to detail like I'll, i'll have an itinerary not not so much that it's strict itinerary, but like uh, I look at a city and there's like five, six places I want to visit. Then I'll kind of work out how many days do I need to be there. I, I mm-hmm. don't like hanging about because one of the things I don't like doing is probably a bad side. Like I just don't, I want to kind of move from one place to the next and move from one place to the next. I'm not a, like a beach person as well. So I don't, I'll, I'll put it in there, but it won't be, it won't be for too long. But I think one thing that I really like um, and I try to do as much as I can is the Airbnbs. And mm-hmm. the reason why I like that is because usually Airbnbs are in the local areas. So you can kind of like, and, and another thing for me is food as well. So that I can go to a supermarket and, and then get more variety of stuff that I can just cook or do, do in an Airbnb. And also I find the Airbnbs are in the more local areas. So you can kind of embrace the culture a little bit more. Um, yeah. You can then get local buses, parking's easier rather than staying in hotels where it just feels um, they're all in the tourist areas, you know. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, one question that we really didn't get to answer, but I feel like we know the answer is: Would you recommend it? Oh, yeah, would you 100%. push somebody to travel? Would you? I would, would you I recommend? Would, it I would go straight st- after uni, or yeah, I would go strong as to say, and and I would, I, for me, if I if I had the money and the resources, I would have gone a year before uni. Because I think I would have had a very different uni experience. Um, I'd, have, I'd have been a lot more grown up. And like I mm-hmm. said to you, I, I had that. I came back kind of doing the things I wanted to do. I wasn't bothered about what people think. Where before I was a little bit more bothered about that. So I think mm-hmm. that would have changed my perspective. And I would have done different. And I would have tried to get as much experience out of uni life. Instead mm-hmm. of wasting it like I did. Um, but I never had the money and resources to do it. So the way I did it, I felt like I earned it. You know, I had three mm-hmm. jobs for a year didn't do anything save money kept kept on a budget and and i think it made it more more and more enjoyable for me how about you mm. i'd i would always recommend it but i think also we're now in a in a very different situation because i think and i hope that when 
well, when I have kids, I'm, I was about to say when we have kids, you already have two of them, but when we have more kids maybe, or when I have kids, that they will already be traveling with me. And I think that will inspire them to continue to then travel and go away. I think now what, what we also have to be aware of is the word traveling is so much more, and, and the idea of traveling and the concept of it is so much more accessible. So yeah. when you were saying about like, um, you know, not having the funds then, I wonder now with travel being cheaper, that would you have had the funds to at least do two or three months um, and and get out there? And, and obviously there are ways to earn money when you are traveling, whether it's, you know, working at, you know, doing TEFL, whether it's, you know, working, you know, in Australia, they do the farming, don't they? So, you know, it's an interesting one, isn't it? And whether think, that changed, but 100% so, I would recommend it. Uh, just to finish on, like, if I if I did my traveling before I went to uni, I would have been smart with my money at uni. And I, I also worked and I had my student on that I would have had enough money to go during the summer holidays, each summer holiday to do a bit of traveling in small chunks, you yeah, know? Yeah. I also think that um, that's what people should do with whatever they can afford and whatever time yeah. they have with the holidays is try to do something that, takes you out of the comfort zone and not staying in these nice hotels and tours and try to do it yourself yeah. it just feels yeah. a lot more um, authentic yeah for more authentic and it's tailored towards you you know and i think once you do once you do it once you'll have the confidence to do it uh, whichever way and it, like you said it's there's so many different options out there now yeah right let's finish there joe another one done mate quality cheers madge thanks thanks for tonight and thanks danny as well I don't know how I somehow that didn't come across to say thanks. Cold, so, yeah, cheers, cold, Danny. Cold. Jealous. <laughs> jealous of my other friendship. That's what it is. <laughs> right, mate. See you in a bit. See you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, go ahead and subscribe. Share it with someone if you think they might enjoy it or if they might learn something new. If you have any comments or would like to join us on an episode, Email us at youchattoomuch at gmail.com. <laughs>